Hello, and welcome to the Parental Advisory Movie Podcast. We are your hosts, Jeff Hall and Patrick Terry. We're two dads with a love for movies. Join us as we discuss movies we have seen with our kids, as well as movies we have seen without them. Hello, Patrick, and welcome to our post-Christmas episode. How are you? Good, Jeff. How are you doing? Doing good. How was your How was your Christmas? It was good. You know, it's different. It's not wasn't as Christmassy this year because it's like what near seventy oh. degrees. <laughs> Bro, it was like seventy six. It was yeah. beautiful. I drove with uh, <laughs> I drove with my moon roof open on the way there, and drove with moon roof open and all my windows down the way home uh, from work. But it was great. Yeah, loved it. Kids got to go out for a walk in the afternoon. Like it, yeah, it's great. Uh, yeah, I had to wake mine up early. Not that they were really that upset about that. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. I wake them up early at like five fifteen, five thirty, so we can do presents, so I can then go to work. Um, but it was great. Uh, everybody had everybody loved all their gifts. So very, very surprised. Both were very surprised on a lot of them. So. And then I too was surprised with mine. So, yeah, it was uh, it was a good day. Good day. So, um, now we're approaching the end of the year, my friend. No, like time just uh, it's yeah blinked and oh, end of the year. Look at that, we're almost back to an even year again. Huh. Yeah, worked it's, out so great. <laughs> worked out 20, so great the last time. Twenty twenty two. Yeah. So twenty twenty. Yeah. Oh, as well. It's like, no, yeah. say like, no, not the again. Joke. Yeah, the jokes write themselves. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's like, yeah, we're not your average sequel. Oh. But just remember, most sequels never live up to the original. True. So let's hope that, that remains. <laughs> yeah, which needed to be a Godfather Part Two or an Empire Strike Back or a Terminator Two, just for an aliens. Yeah. So we just. Just let it be a uh, Matrix Reloaded. That'll work. It's a fair assessment, yeah. Yeah, that'll work. <laughs> That's and that, my friends, is how we uh, is is how we make it relevant to today's show. <laughs> yes. Uh, before we get into all of that, um, Hot Eye, Hawkeye season finale. What'd you think? Thoughts? I, I did enjoy it. It still is like I wish we had like four more episodes. <laughs> Be great. But, but um, I, I mean, it's this whole series surprised me because I wasn't really expecting much from it because you know, it's Hawkeye and you know it didn't go the way I was expecting because you know I thought it was going to be just him literally training, but it was more training through the experience that they went through. You know, just kind of like that. Um. On the job training, so to speak. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Say, we'll just go as we go. We'll, I'll, I'll quiz you as we go. Exactly. Um, but yeah, it, you know, had a few little Easter eggs, nods, and things that could come to play later on, depending on how these other shows go. Exactly. But um, yeah, solid finale. Exactly. I was. I was happy with it, but I also, like you, wish there was like another four more episodes for sure. Um, what I also wish, though, is that I was the 
character that showed up in in uh, No Way Home. I was hoping his alter ego character would have shown up in this episode. Yeah. Like, it just seemed like everything was laid out. Yeah. To make to it see if just that would have happened. Even just a small little cameo. Yeah. That's why we needed four more episodes. Exactly. <laughs> so frustrating. Yeah. But that's okay. I mean, I'm happy. I'm definitely not upset with what we got. I'm actually pretty happy with that. I'm just, you know, that's the sign of a good series is that it leaves you wanting more instead of going, yeah, this is good. That's I'm good with this. I will say one thing. This is the only episode I believe has an end credit scene. I think a mid a mid credit, yeah. So yeah. that one mm, is not for is not for everybody. Um, but like I feel I like they, there's other things that they could have done there. Oh yeah, but I can't can't even talk about it because some folks yep. probably haven't seen it yet. But um, yep. But yeah, I've, maybe afterwards I'll bring it up and I'll tell you what I was. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's one of those for me. The mid credit scene, as I told you, it's going to disappoint some people, and some people may just enjoy it, but it's not going to be for everybody. Like it's, no. it's not going to be one of those things where you look at it and you're like, "This is awesome," and then it turns out, oh, this. Oh, we're just doing more of this. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, this could have been on the extras <laughs> or something. Yeah. But. Like- I just feel like they could have done more with it. You know. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. But it's all right. I mean, it's what it is. Yeah. Not the worst thing in the world, but, you know. Yeah. Take it. Better than nothing. True. <laughs> You're like, yeah, is it though? <laughs> <laughs> um, I didn't watch the new Dexter last night, so I'm not sure what the most recent episode is for that. But I did watch the season and series finale for Insecure. And um, I'm, it sucks that there's not going to be any more episodes of that. Yeah. I spent probably the last month catching up. And then about halfway through it, I learned that this was the final season. So when it got to the last episode, like it finished and it does wrap a lot of things up. Probably to a way that a lot of fans would be happy. But I feel like it left it open where if they wanted to do like a special or maybe like a 90 minute movie. Right. Bring, they could probably do that or maybe do another season. Um, yeah, it's probably one of the more solid series. Probably it's one of the only ones I've watched completely. OK, <laughs> so. But yeah. That, OK, yeah, that's pretty good because uh, I finished watching uh, binge watching Stargirl. So. Mm-hmm. And that turned out to be a pretty good season with its uh, main villains, Eclipso and The Shade. Um, yeah, the, they really were able to kind of build more on the characters. Uh, some good flashback episodes, bringing back certain uh, characters, which is always fun to watch. I, I just think it's got a good groove. I hope season three just kind of continues with that and that it doesn't like fall into this trap of either a freak of the week or well, we got it or fall into like what happened with Titans and 
start off with a good couple episodes and then kind of peter off with a crap ton of filler episodes just to have a good like ending episode like so you know we'll see i mean right but i really enjoyed it it's a great show um it's a good cw knows how to do it i mean they just do um but for one to understand about flash though flash needs to just kind of wrap it up and call it a day They've been like I haven't I haven't watched yeah I haven't watched the new season because I haven't really been interested enough to watch like I, I it had a good solid four seasons and then it kind of it kind of yeah it's just a lot of filler a lot of subplots that really aren't that interesting yeah. and there's so much you could do with Flash and the characters that are in that show and they just seems like it's kind of kind of run its course. And I think that's the problem when you try and fill up 20 to 24 episodes instead right. of just doing a short season like 13. And it has to be tight. You know, like the writing has to be tighter. You know, there, it doesn't leave room for all these filler episodes or these freak of the weeks type True. of thing. So, I don't know. And that's what I like about Stargirl is that it is. It's only like 12, 13 episodes. And then you're done. Yeah. And, you know, that's what keeps that show entertaining and, you know, having to kind of stay focused to the main storyline. And it doesn't really leave any room to kind of just have a rando filler episode. So, I don't know. Be interesting. Don't right. really. I don't think I have anything else I've started watching as far as a TV show. Yeah. So. Dun, dun, dun. Stay tuned, I guess. I guess. Oh, everybody keeps telling me to watch that Wheel of, Wheel of Time or whatever it is on Amazon Prime. Mm-hmm. The it's not Game of Thrones, but it's kind of Game of Thronesy. So it's not really encouraging me to watch it, <laughs> but I yeah. probably will anyway. I'll always give it a try. I'll always give it a try. So. Yeah, I was thinking about finally watching The Witcher, but I haven't started yet. Apparently, season two is really good. I've made it three episodes, I think, into the first season, and I'm like, yeah, I just don't think this is for me. Yeah, and that's okay because you know if it's not my genre, I guess, or whatever you want to call it, then. That's cool. I'm not going to keep watching something that I don't really like. <laughs> so just just for the fair shot. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's not, it's not on, I'm not on board with this, but that doesn't mean that we should stop anybody else because, I mean, if it's good, awesome. I like Aaron Cavill, so keep it that way. Yeah. Keep up the good work. So. And dude is a total nice guy. I mean, and a gamer. I mean, he's like a total nerd for as big and bulky as he is. Apparently, I think from what I understand, he was almost late to his audition for Superman because I think he was playing World of Warcraft or something like that. And they were on a raid. Yeah, you can't do that. (laughs) Yeah, something like that. It was something like ridiculously nerdy like that. Like he almost missed his audition for Superman because he. Was playing a game. Imagine that story. Like, dang, how, so you look perfect for Superman. How come you didn't get it? Eh, it's playing a game. <laughs> and I was late for my audition. <laughs> I was late for my audition. Traffic? 
Yeah, we'll go with that. Yeah, we'll call it that. We'll call it that. <laughs> yeah, we'll go with that. So, pretty interesting. All right, man. Uh, before we get into our future presentation, we're kind of doing things out of order today to kind of get it in order. <laughs> uh, you watched, rewatched, I should say, rewatched, revisited, resurrected even um, the Matrix trilogy, the original, the OG trilogy. There we go. Yeah. Matrix Disney. trilogy revisited. There you go. Sticking with wow. the authors. Yep. <laughs> Really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I'll let you take that away, and then we'll get into the newest. I guess now it's a saga because there's four of them. Three is a trilogy, so. four is a saga. I guess so. We're here. Yeah. <laughs> here, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I went. I went back down that rabbit hole mm. to get caught up and just kind of refresh myself on everything because think the first matrix i probably it's been been some years since i've watched pretty much any of them but that's probably the one i have that's been gone the longest without rewatching. Yeah. but um you know it's the one that started it all it kind of it did make an impact as far as yeah. effects and fighting and just it, it, it influenced a lot of movies after that yeah. Where it's like everything was just matrix effects, bullet time. Everything's got to be all this, you know. Um, of course, you have Keanu Reeves playing Tom Anderson, who's a hacker. Um, gets waken up by his computer. And basically, he's on this subconscious road to find Morpheus. And Morpheus on the road to find him. And he literally follows the white rabbit. Which uh, leads him to Trinity, who in um when he finally meets Morpheus, you know, get that blue pill, red pill question, you know, take the blue pill, wake up to what you are normally used to, stay stay where you are. Red pill, you'll experience the truth to see what's really going on in this world, and then of course he takes the red pill, which you know still that effect when he touches the mirror and it just engulfs him. Yeah, like that sound it makes when it goes down his throat is like it's still kind of one of those things that stands out. And kind of hurts huh. my ear sometimes too. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, ah, <laughs> oh. But um, he basically learns that the world he's lived in is pretty much fabricated, and he's been living in a pod, and he's been plugged in, and you know. Kind of like how a lot of people feel today. <laughs> just just kind of going through the motions. Yeah. Stuck in a rut, a job you don't like, or, you know, maybe you're stuck in, you know, you got a lot of things going on that you don't like, but no way to really change it. And then he gets reality check. Like, yeah, where you are now is the real world. Where you were is a dream. You know? Yeah. And, um, but yeah, it was a solid first movie. It, I don't know. I think I watched this. It might be that year, probably the most movie I watched from that year, and um, kind of I guess put Keanu Reeves on a different path. Kinda, yeah, <laughs> literally. Yeah. Um, but then we went from that movie to Reloaded, 
and Revolutions, which um, a lot of people kind of are, you know, I guess mixed about the sequels. Yeah. Because the first movie is pretty much perfect. Right. <laughs> and I mean, even though we're watching the, the sequels, I like it now. I guess yeah. I have a better understanding and appreciation for it now with different different eyes and mindset. Yep. Um, but yeah, nothing's going to beat the first one. <laughs> Especially the opening scene with Trinity fighting and she does her slow down kick yep. saw in Shrek and other movies that mimic it. Um, Agent Smith, Mr. Anderson, <laughs> you know. Um, the second movie, of course, the CGI and that didn't really hold up, especially that fight when uh, Neil's fighting all the the Agent Smiths. Yes, and, and like basketball yard. Yeah, I was just like, man, like I was watching, like, wow. Like, I don't think I think then it kind of stood out then, but now it really stands out considering how they've progressed the technology. Yeah. It felt like a a, a glossed up PS One cutscene. <laughs> but um, but I mean, it was still entertaining to watch you just wish they could go back and clean it up a lot go george <laughs> Have make fun. Go, give it to george lucas he'll take care of it yeah <laughs> <laughs> but um of course you know it ultimately goes to a, a war between the machines and humans now the only thing i didn't watch i haven't finished animatrix like i had never watched that okay i'm probably through the first three stories of that but um after watching that you see that like who started it was the humans basically that started it because the rope you know the machines were trying to live peacefully but the humans weren't trying to hear that and so that's what kind of started everything um then of course the third movie in order to end the war you know neo basically decides to sacrifice himself in a way take down agent smith and he just kind of you know since agent smith learned that new skill of being able to you know i guess create a copy of himself yeah and um you know the previous movie neo was able to prevent it but this time he just lets it happen and it's like this is probably the way he kind of had his dr strange moment like it's, it's the only way <laughs> and um you know at the end of that you see what happens he kind of gets carried off and you're like hmm, it's the end of that so we stop. Yep. And so, but it was good re- going back and rewatching this trilogy as an adult, <laughs> as an older, right. you know, because I don't think I watched it since my 20s, really, to be honest with you. I so mean, just... agreed. I, if it hadn't been the first one, I mean, I get, I definitely haven't gone back. Yeah. I bet the last time I've probably seen either Reloaded or whatever the third one was. <laughs> um, I bet the last time I watched those was probably the last time I watched episodes one, two, and three of Star Wars. Yeah, <clears throat> I just haven't. I just haven't had the need to watch it or introduce any of those movies to my kids. <laughs> yeah. There's too many other good ones to that I would prefer to uh, introduce them to. But yeah, I mean, if, like, of course, if any of them wanted to watch them, I, you know, we'd watch them. But 
if I'm choosing, you know, the one to introduce them to something, it's not going to be those. I mean, I, your two choices. Yeah. <laughs> like red the pill, watch them. Blue right. pill. Yeah. Not. <laughs> no. Like, I like the idea of the ghosts, the ghosts, um, in the second one. And what was it? It wasn't werewolves, but it was, they were trying to basically name them after fictional things, which was interesting to see how they would, uh, work that in. And I like it. I mean, the albino scared me, but that's my own thing. Um, but it was cool because they did kind of disappear and then come back in just like ghosts would and yeah, made it a little bit harder to fight. And that chasing on the bridge is actually pretty cool. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, that's the rest of it. It's not very memorable to me. And yeah, I don't even remember the third one at all. It's, I mean, I think most of it takes place in the quote unquote real world. I think yeah. the big fight at least. So that's that's one where it starts off where Neil's stuck in the subway station and um, oh yeah he couldn't get out yeah and he kind of me does get out eventually but it's it's um yeah but yeah the third one was revolutions okay yeah I'm just wondering what the next R will be because I'm pretty sure there's gonna be another regret. <laughs> 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 we regret that we brought these back. I'm sorry. You should just call this one reboot it. Yeah. Right? Yeah, the next think. one could have been Resurrections. But yep. Anywho. But yeah, that was my trip down memory lane with the trilogy. I I mean I enjoyed them. They don't you know, some of the special effects don't hold well. Yeah. But um but yeah. It is what it is. It is what it is. And with that note, <laughs> we give you our presentation. The Matrix Resurrections Rebooted, Retold, <laughs> whatever. Oh, they um, rebooted. Because <laughs> that's basically what it yeah. is. What they did. Yep. Uh, starring, of course, Keanu Reeves as Neo, uh, Carrie Ann Moss as. As Trinity, aka Tiffany. God, seriously, Tiffany? Ugh. Obviously, a robot assigned near that. I'm just, yeah. I'm playing. <laughs> she did. It's just that she doesn't look like a Tiffany. That's all. No. What does a Tiffany look like, Jeff? I, I don't know. Not, not her. That. Not right. Yeah, not that. Uh. Anyways, Matrix Resurrections came out on Christmas. It. Uh, also came out on HBO Max. It it is a return to a world of two realities: one everyday life, the other what lies behind it. To find out if it, his reality is a construct, to truly know himself, Mister Anderson will have to choose to follow the White Rabbit once more. So. Uh, directed by Lana Wachowski and also written by Lana Wachowski. Starring, uh, like I said, Keanu Reeves as Neo, Carrie Moss as Trinity, Yahya Abdul Mateen II as Morpheus, 
Jonathan Groff as Smith. Most people will know him as um, as Hans from from Frozen, <laughs> and also the uh, King from Hamilton. So uh, Jessica Hinwick as Bugs. Most people will know her as Colleen Wing from the uh, Iron Fist series uh, from on Netflix. Anyways. Mm-hmm. Uh, Neil Patrick Harris as the analyst. Most people will know him from Harold and Kumar's or a very Harold and Kumar Christmas and some TV show from the eighties. <laughs> not ringing a bell top of my head though. Um, oh yeah. And how I met your mother. That's what it is. Yeah. And that's a mother show as a kid. Yeah. Uh, Jada Pinkett Smith returns to play Niobe. Uh, Priyanka Chopra Jonas as Seti. Christina Ricci, who I still haven't figured out which one she was. <laughs> I, I figured it out when I, <laughs> it's, she's got basically a cameo. Gotcha. As yeah. Gwen Devere. Uh, then Lambert Wilson returns as the Merovingian. And, uh, yep. And then we have some new characters also. So this movie, you like this movie more than I did. I think it's a fair way to put that. <laughs> um, it, I was not. It wasn't the movie this this for this se- this Christmas holiday season that I was looking forward to. Mm-hmm. Like I, I've not been hyped up about it since they made the announcement that they were going to make it. I'm like, oh, okay. Not sure why, but okay. And I never watched a trailer. This is one of the few movies I've never watched a trailer for before going to actually watch it. <laughs> I <clears throat> started watching it. And I was like, okay. Kind of like how this intro is. Although it looks very similar to the first movie. Until you realize it's technically a video game. Yeah. Apparently, the Matrix movie was turned into a video game by Neo or Mr. An- or Thomas Anderson. And so the characters playing all the characters in the video game are obviously not being played by the original cast. It's being played by other people that look similar because it's a video game, not not the movie, but all the moves, all the moves from the original movie are identical, just with different actors doing it to kind of mirror how accurate, I guess, the video game is. Yeah. Which I thought that's kind of cool how they, that they were, you know, not that they were, but I thought that was an interesting idea to do, to do that and just have it be just different actors, but. A couple of things, were, but there are a couple of things that were different, which is part of what part of the point, actually, is that it's not the exact same. It's like, well, something's changed. It's not like it normally is. Yeah. There's something going on. So Jessica Henwick's bug is the one that kind of noticed that something was off from the game. And the code, you know, the code's different. And then... Yeah, she tried. She has to go find Neo, although he's not Neo because he's back 
put back into the network, the system, whatever. Oh, the Matrix. That's what they call it. Um, and more or less, yeah, he, the robots more or less saved him, him and Trinity. But they have some sort of weird bond. So they can, they can't ever really be together. But yet they are. <laughs> but yeah, they are. It's just so weird. So it kind of reminded me of a verse of, of Hitch, where Will Smith, Hitch, and his, I think Charlie Sterone played his better half, where when they get closer together, they get weaker. Whereas when they were separated for all that time, they were able to maintain their strength and abilities and whatnot. Here's kind of reverse where if they're separated, they're they're weaker. But as right. they get closer, they start kind of, I guess, recharging each other, so to speak. Yeah. So they got to keep them near each other, but not so close that a problem. That'd be a problem yeah. for them. Well, it'd be a problem for the robots, not really even for them per se. So that's why they always have them kind of pining for more, you know, just. Yeah. And that, yeah. So Keanu sees, or I guess Thomas Anderson notices Tiffany in the, in the coffee shop. I think as I was starting to rewatch this a second time, the barista, that's I haven't been able to find it on an IMDb, but they at least got a barista to look just like the guy, the, the drug dealer that showed up to Neo's apartment in the first movie with the white, with the lady with the right, right, white rabbit tattoo. The barista looks just like him. Yeah. But on IMDb, I'm not able to trace that back. So either it's an uncredited cameo or it's just somebody they got that looked just like the dude. So. Either way, I thought I thought that was interesting. I was like, randomly put certain characters back in from the first movie into the into this new one, which would make sense if you, you know, right. if it's just a program more or less. Yeah. And just putting them in different roles, kind of like, uh, well, I guess an example would be like Dark City from the late '90s. Just put people in different roles now. Uh, but it's the same characters. Anyways, I thought that was interesting. I like. I don't dislike the movie. I just one I couldn't figure out the need for it. We figure out that Neo that the robots take him back home and they somehow brought Trinity and Neo back to life and saved them and Arabels is gone. Yeah. And so, but they realize that because of how strong their power is together. They had to keep them separated. Otherwise, you know, it could be bad for the robots. So they. I'm having a hard time with this one. (laughs) It's just because there's just so much and it's just so. Kind of difficult to explain how each and every character meets. Basically, they're trying to get a bug in. One of the programs. Uh. When the eight, when the agents turns out to be the program of the Morpheus from the video game, and so then he kind of more or less becomes Morpheus, and is trying to bring Neo back to the real world to kind of help fight all this. 
Yeah. It's and I make, he's having his Captain Marvel moment where he yeah. he's not remembering everything, but it's coming back to him. And slow slow spurts. Yeah. But he's also trying he also doesn't really want to remember it either though, because he's kinda happy where he's at. Yeah. Until things start happening. And Neo's having to go to a therapist now and you know, because of nightmares he's been having. And he's just more or less talking to one of the robots. And, you know, Patrick Harris plays his therapist. And also kind of the lead bad guy in this, which I thought that was great to see him in. Yeah. So. <clears throat> it, but. So I like the action scenes. Most of them. I thought they had a good pacing. I thought they were done really well. The action's really well choreographed and shot. I didn't feel like I saw anything new in this. I feel like they focused so much on the fact that these new characters are part of this world in which a video game is like of the mo- of the first movie that you'd see a lot of things repeating from the first movie and that there wasn't a whole lot new. And the technology is better, so you think you would want to do more things kind of new and play around with that technology. I just didn't see a whole lot of it. I thought the acting was okay. Um, I enjoyed Jessica Henwick's character, Bug, more than I did anybody else in the movie. Like I'm, uh, As I'm re-watching this the second time, I was like, wow. I would have been, been happier if Neo and Trinity weren't even in it. It was just her character. Like, we're just starting over. It's the Matrix, but with we have a new character. Yeah. Do some multiverse shit or whatever with it, and just, this is her character. This is her journey. I mean, this movie kind of is that, but not enough. Like, it's a good introduction, but not enough to where... Like, there's just... To me, there's... Yeah, I just enjoyed her character better. I thought she had a more interesting story. Yeah, and I just didn't care about Neo and Trinity in this. So, so after rewatching it, like I felt like, like I agree, the Bugs character. I feel like what they should have done it differently. Where, yeah, you focus if you're going to introduce these new characters, focus it mostly on them, and let Trinity and Neo be more of a background, and then maybe by the end we set it up of them coming in, then maybe. As you yes. move forward, you focus more on them. Yes. Um, but, um, so, like, my experience with it, like, I liked it. Like, I went to the theater to see it the first time. And kind of like when I was watching No Way Home, I was just kind of, I was really just focused on what was going on. Yeah. The, the opening sequence kind of threw me off a little bit because it was the same but different. Right. And then, of course, I, I was able to appreciated more the second time I watched it. And um I also agree with the whole video game aspect. It's like they basically brought Neo back. These are dreams he's having and because he's a developer, he he turns them into video games which become very popular. Yeah. So to him it's just dreams but it's actual events, which is weird because I was like, okay, these are video games, but everything they're showing is live action. They never really showed a video game, except for that one little sequence where he notices a breach and he tries to plug in. You kind of see him in a video game world until he gets interrupted. <laughs> right. So, 
but um and then the whole morpheus thing it's like you know it's stated it's a character for the game but then it slowly starts becoming aware that he's morpheus so he starts kind of want to learn more about him and his relationship to neo and you know playing that role again of getting him plugged back into the actual real world yeah um i noticed a lot of looping a lot of same but different like yeah. when, when they were going over there was one line where it was talking about the because he because the matrix trilogy they got a new game coming out called binary and his boss basically says whether you want to do this new game or not Warner Brothers, quote unquote, is gonna do it anyway. <laughs> right. Yeah. Which I was like, it's kind of an odd thing to say. Right. And I started getting strange Space Jam legacy vibes. I'm like, no, please don't go there. <laughs> Thankfully, they didn't go that far. <laughs> Agreed. And then I started thinking, like, is that why this was made? Because they didn't want Warner Brothers messing it up. So at least one of the Wachowskis came back and wrote and directed it. Um. Which, you know, you could say maybe that was just kind of like a, a joke about it. Some kind of self-awareness. Yeah. Um, but, you know, you basically see Neo back as Thomas Anderson, Trinity as Tiffany. And they've been given these, you know, he's back in his identity. Like he took his hackerness and became a developer and is famous because he made these successful games. Trinity now has this home life where she's married with three kids the third one you never see but is always mentioned (laughs) and you know they're basically given the life they feel like they want yeah like this is how we're going to keep them grounded of course uh uh, mr anderson is in therapy so he's being given these blue pills which are obviously keep him kind of low low vibrational so he's not feeling everything else that's going on Kind of reminded me of that movie Voyagers, where they were giving them this blue liquid to keep them docile, so that so that kids, as they get older, they don't have these same feelings and emotions. So it's kind of like Xanax in a way, right? Right. <laughs> yeah. Keep them out of touch, so to speak, with what's really going on. And then, yeah, I'm just trying to figure it out. But um, I did like it. I guess it's just there's more to like. I don't know, it's like the Matrix in general. It just makes you think about... It's a conversation starter, yeah. in a way. And um, I was doing, some, I guess, some research as far as why was this made, you know? Yeah. And so, well, Chowskis had been approached by Warner Brothers since the ending of the third one to make another one, but they never had plans. Right. And so they, they weren't going to do it. But obviously, Warner Brothers was like, hey, we got money we can make from this so they've been wanting to do it yeah and so i believe it was 2019 their parents passed and so i think this is more of a way for her coping with that because she said i can't have my parents back but i can bring them back you know in trinity and so this was kind of her i'm gonna say a therapy session maybe more or less (laughs) yeah and so so I was kind of wondering, was she forced? Did she do it because she didn't want Warner Brothers to have the hand in it? Or is it something she really wanted to do? Because yeah. they started production last February. Because of COVID, it got shut down in March. And she thought about just leaving it as is. Like, okay, 
I just want to go back and finish it, leave it shelved. But the cast apparently encouraged her to keep going. And so, and uh, that's yep. why they finished it out. Yep. Yeah, so Lana wanted to do this as a way as a kind of the, because essentially uh, Neo and Trinity were the most important people in her life, other, obviously on her parents. But um, so for her, it was kind of, you know, that it was to help cope with that loss. <clears throat> But with uh, for for Lily, it was the complete opposite. Yeah, she got dealing with the train, you know, her uh, transition, and then losing both her parents. She didn't want to go back and return to something that she had already done. So that's yeah. why only only Lana was the one that returned for the movie, and Lily did not. So yeah. Um. But yeah, so I thought that's kind of touching. Yeah, but um, there. This was the first one to be shot digitally, unlike the first three that were shot on uh, super thirty-five millimeter format. For all the nerds out there, yeah, you can tell a lot of the shots really looked heavy digital. It was like, ooh, it stood out. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, it's a. Uh, it was. I mean, it's not bad. I. I I didn't I'm sure I'll probably enjoy it more as I continue to continue my rewatch of of it. But first time around I was like I'm just I don't know why this was made. I didn't know who asked for it, but yeah. You know, it it I thought you know, I just didn't see the need for it, but unless it's going to produce spin-offs and they'll phase out Trinity and Neo and focus more on Bug and New Morpheus and everything else. Yeah. So, that cast, at least. Yeah, because, you know, when I first watched it, it did kind of want me to, it made me want to, it inspired me to want to go back and rewatch it. And it did rely heavily on a lot of archive footage, which I feel like maybe they should have done less of. But um, I think it, served the purpose of maybe bringing people in that aren't familiar with the matrix to where dang where's this from this is, is this a video game like no no, no it's an actual movie and maybe just get them to go back and rewatch the old ones and then you know can keep the conversation going exactly yeah okay like i was about to watch it a third time last night but i just got tired so i definitely had a much different experience than yes because i've been reading <laughs> a lot of these reviews i'm like yeah, I guess we just—I mean, it's just just perfect example of it's everybody's gonna have a different response. Well, and everybody watch. has, and everybody has their own nerddom, you know. Yeah. Everybody has their own thing. So everybody has their own series that they're just really just, you know, whether it's Star Wars, Star Trek, yeah, Lord of the Rings, Marvel, DC. Like everybody's gonna have their own fandom, in which they are—I don't care how bad it is—they're still gonna watch it anyways. Um, yeah. Sometimes rewatch it, no matter good, bad, or indifferent, because they're just invested in those characters. Yeah. Maybe not so much whether or not it's good, but they're invested in the characters, so they're gonna they're gonna find a way to enjoy it. I guess is a good way to put it. Yeah. Something had been cool if Lawrence Fishburne and um. Ooh, I just had a brain. 
the original Agent Smith. <laughs> I can't think of his name for some uh, reason. Hugo Weaving. Yes. <laughs> yeah. If they could have got them to come back, they probably. I mean, I don't know if they reached out or if they <laughs> intended on this being how it was, and maybe the next one they'll bring them in. I don't know. So Hugo Weaving was set to be in the new one, but it, he couldn't. The scheduling conflicted with his theater. Uh, he was, I guess, doing theater in London, so he it conflicted with that, so he couldn't be in it. Um, okay. Or else, but he was approaching. He did want to do it. It just timing and all. Yep. Yeah. So that would that would have enhanced it. They didn't yeah. ask, and from what I understand, they did not. In an interview that Lawrence Fishburne did for this, or well, just in general. They'd asked him if he was going to be in the new one. He said, well, you'd have to ask Lana Wachowski about that. So, looks like no. I mean, it kind of makes sense considering what they did with the character. It doesn't make sense to bring him in, at least now. Maybe if they continue, they can. Because, I mean, this is basically, this Morpheus is basically the creation of Neo or Thomas Anderson from his dreams of what he remembers. So, it's not complete because I was like, how are you in the same room with, Niobe, and you don't even acknowledge her. Right. She don't acknowledge you. It's like, okay. Then when, when when I went back and rewatched, I was like, well, that makes sense because it's Morpheus, but not Morpheus. Yeah. You know, and Neo doesn't really know their history, so it exactly. makes sense. There. Yeah. But, yeah. Exactly. Cool. All right. So for our family movie night, we, uh, me and. Me, York, and Grayson all went and saw Sing 2. Grayson has been looking forward to this for well over a year since the first trailer dropped. Yeah. York even told me that he's like, wow, that actually looks good. I said, oh, really? Okay. So he actually wanted to go, so the three of us went and saw it. Uh, Sing 2 is uh, came out the twenty came out Wednesday the 22nd. It's rated PG with an hour runtime of one hour fifty minutes, which for a kids movie is a very long movie. Yeah, I mean, it's about twenty, almost thirty minutes over what you know. <laughs> like they're asking for a lot. <laughs> uh, Buster Moon and his friends must persuade a reclusive rock star Clay Calloway to join them for the opening of a new show. That is like the most broad stroke <laughs> summary I've ever read. Uh, so movie opens if first of all, the first movie, the first thing movie is one of those, my, my daughter can probably quote all of it. Um, she's watched it so many times, mm-hmm. but for me, it is one of those kids movies that she rewatches so much, but never annoys the hell out of me. Yeah. Like, there's so many. I'm like, all right, you got to put something else on. This is getting, you're driving me nuts. <laughs> but yeah, Sing and the two Trolls movies, both, I, I, I'm i okay with. Like, they can keep watching it, and I'm not going to be annoyed by it, I guess is a good way to put it. Um, right. Like, oh, dear God, find something new. Um, but no, uh, the first one, you know, is very clever, very well done. The music's good. The the jokes in it are really good. This one picks up where that one leaves off. They Buster Moon has a successful running show. 
at his uh, Moon Theater, and uh, you know everybody from the original one, aside from Seth MacFarlane's mouse character, has returned. And they're in the show. They're having like sold out crowds. They uh, everything's going well. They get a scout. A talent scout shows up to watch their show, and leaves part of the way through it. And so Buster's trying to get her to come back and finish watching the rest of the show. And basically, she's like, "Your show's good for where you're at, but it's not going to go any place. You know." It's not going to go any further than where you're at. You're not ready for the big time, more or less. And so Buster, of course, sees that more as a dare than anything else. Challenge. Yep, challenge accepted. (laughs) So he convinces them to go to basically their... This universe's version of Las Vegas, I guess is a good way to put it. And... They're going to go and try out, more or less, and prove that they're worthy to, you know, to have this show in Vegas. And so they, uh, so yeah, so they go out there and to meet with uh, Mr. Crystal, who is has his own casino and all this, you know, and show and all this other stuff. And prove that you know they're they're worthy more or less. Mr. Crystal's played by Bobby Cannavale, who I absolutely love, and he's great. Um, I guess to go back, uh, Buster Moon's uh, is voiced by Matthew McConaughey again. Reese Witherspoon is Rosita. Scarlett Johansson is Ash. Tori Kelly is Mina. Taryn Edgerton is Johnny. Nick Kroll is Gunter. Uh, the writer and director, Garth Jennings, voices Miss Crawley, who is still, I think, my favorite character in the movie. Jennifer Saunders is Nana. Chelsea Peretti is Suki. And then uh, you've got Nick Offerman voicing Norman. Uh, Adam Buxton voices Klaus Kicking Clocker. There we go. Uh, Eric Andre voices Darius. Halsey voices Portia Crystal. And then Letitia Wright voices Nushi. And then Clay, uh, to voice Clay Calloway, they got Bono. <laughs> Pulling out the heavy hitters. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Pharrell Williams voices Alfonso. Like, it's a huge cast. And then, of course, Peter Serafinowicz uh, comes back and voices Big Daddy. Director Wes Anderson returns to voice more additional <laughs> voices. Like that's, and he did that in the first one too. And I still would love to know which ones he did. Like I'll uh, cover the rest. Yeah, I'm like that's amazing. So they go to, so they go, they perform. They, uh, Gunter has this idea of the space show that you know to do, and that they can get Clay Calloway to come back out of retirement. Mm-hmm. And so then, uh, Mr. You know, Mr. Crystal's like, wait, you you can get Clay Calloway? And then, of course, Buster's like, sees the opportunity. This is what it's going to take to impress him. So he basically lies through his teeth like, oh, yeah. So now they're about trying to 
get Clay Calloway to come out of retirement, but nobody's seen him since his wife passed away. Yeah. He hasn't. He hasn't. He hasn't sang anything. He hasn't played his guitar. Any of that, and so they're trying to get him, but also get him get this production going. And everybody's having to face certain fears that they're stepping out of their comfort zone, more or less. Johnny's having to learn how to dance, and he can't dance, um, which is where he meets Nushi, and she basically shows him how to dance hip hop, which then helps him with his ballet or whatever choreographed dance he has to learn. Um, Rosita gets replaced by um, by Halsey's character uh, Portia because Portia is obviously the Mr. Crystal's daughter, so she's terrible, but you know she's young and a little more carefree and doesn't mind jump having to jump from a high platform, whereas Rosita's scared of doing that and essentially taking the leap, you know, and has to be given a smaller part. So she's having to face that art, you know, being replaced by a younger person. Yeah. You know, er, all the characters have their little stories within the story. And then Ash is having to help Buster get clay out, you know, convinced because she's like biggest fan knows everything about him and mm. is trying to goes with him to try and convince him. And Miss Crawley has to take over. Uh, you know, it's basically placed in charge, and she is known. She, she goes from being the sweet, sec, sweet kind of bumbling secretary to being, being a no nonsense drill sergeant on the on the set. It's hilarious. Uh, all around, this movie is good. Like it is just, I couldn't find anything that I didn't like about it. No, like even subtle annoyances. I mean, it is. I mean, it's an hour and fifty minutes. So I guess if I had to find something. The length was, you know, there was a couple of times I'm like, God, th- this movie's not over yet. Like, it's kind of long. Yeah. Like, I'm enjoying it. I mean, I'm enjoying it myself, but it is long. And I think, yeah, it could probably use some trimming down, maybe not have one or two songs in it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but it's, but it's really well done. It's beautiful to look at. The animation's great. The story is good. Like I said, it, you know, has a good central story and then what all the characters are going through and trying to overcome their op- their own personal and emotional obstacles. And, you know, just the humor is great. I, I was cracking up. Because um, when Miss Crawley first tries to go to Clay Calloway's house to try and get him to uh, you know, talk to him about joining the show, you know, he attacks her with, you know, uh, paintball gun so she's getting shot with paintballs and she's got the one eye that, that that's a fake eye it pops out and she can't find it grabs an apple puts that in there instead and then drives then tries to drive off and then wrecks the car like it's you see her return and she still has the apple in her literally an apple in her eye um yeah it's but it's hilarious I, yeah i would definitely recommend this one for sure and this is going to be another one that they'll my son really liked it, and this isn't really his wheelhouse. You know, this yeah. is not really what his kind of movies. He's kind of aged out of those types of movies, but he really, he said he really liked it, and I could tell because I could hear him laughing over there. 
there was a couple of times I saw him kind of getting down to a couple of the songs and I'm like, all right, I see you. Yeah. And of course, Grayson loved it. I mean, so I was like, yeah, this is, this is a good one. It was definitely worth the wait. So I know she can't wait to see it again. Uh, but yeah, definitely would recommend um, for sure. So um, hopefully it'll get released to streaming before too long or be available to purchase. Cause um, I think I have a feeling that's where most families are going to probably end up watching it. Yeah. But it would, it, it would make a great family movie night for sure. It's great film. So I go sing too. <laughs> um, we really don't have any, a whole lot of trailers for this week. Uh, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness trailer dropped, so definitely check that out if you haven't already. Yeah. And then uh, Uncharted dropped another trailer, but I don't think that was needed. I mean, they really didn't show much anything new from it, though. That was a weird yeah. thing. You're shaking. Know. You're shaking your head. I'm. <laughs> I was shaking mine too. But guess. But guess who's also going to go see that movie though? Yeah. 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 We are. I'm, yeah. I'm. Well, and I am because York will want to go. That looks like when he'll want to go too. So. Yeah. I want to you know he's not. He's never played. He he hasn't, but he'll want to go because there is a game. So. Yeah. And then he may want to try playing it after that. So. Yeah, but, I just think this is going to be one of those movies where it's more. Hey, we're going to just pull these things from the game so you can be like, ooh, I recognize that. And then yeah. the rest is just going to be, mm, yeah, I don't know. Pretty much. It might, but, it, but it may end up being good. I don't know, but it, it's Sony. So it sure on their own. Be. On yep. their own. <laughs> yep. Without any help. <laughs> Out there without a parachute. But, but it's still got Tom Holland, so yep. that's their moneymaker. Yeah, sure is. <laughs> uh, bless. All right. Um, shoot, this is our last episode for the year. And as we like to do at the end of every every year, I guess, um, we like to give thanks to our guests that have been on the show that took time out of their out of their lives to uh, join us and to you know provide uh, some cool insights and into what they do and thoughts on movies. So we'd like to thank this year for joining us, actor Michael Toe back in January of last year that joined us. He was supposed to be in Netflix's don't look up, but his scene got cut. So that sucks. He had a scene with Leo too. I was like, I was talking with Ruth when we were watching it and I said, wow, imagine having a scene with Leo DiCaprio telling your family how amazing that is just for it to get cut. But the life experience never gets cut. So true. That's sadly the life of an actor in the film industry. So, But thank you, Michael, for joining us, and we can't wait to have you back on for sure. Uh, returning guest, Chris Mancini. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank you again, Chris, for everything you do and for always uh, bringing some good insight and telling us what you're up to. And then also returning guest, Chad Patesnick, also coming back, telling us what uh, some stories from Stranger Things. And whenever that drops, we'll probably have to have him back. So, and then uh, our newest friends at the Paper Tigers movie, uh, director Bal Tran, producer Michael Velasquez, and 
actor and producer Yuji Okamoto. Okamoto, um, thank you so much for joining us and taking time out. And I wonder if that's going to wind up in our best list. Hmm. Signs are looking like maybe, probably yes. Um, and then most recently, thank you, um, Norcore rapper Lit Hop, um, the man, uh, MC Lars. Thank you for joining us and talking about your new album and uh, spent, taking time out of your day to do that. We definitely appreciate it. And yeah, so wrapping 2020 up in a bow, putting it on the sh- putting or in, wrapping up in a in a bow, putting it in the cargo container, putting it on a forklift, taking it to a secret warehouse, putting it on the shelf. Yep. Cue the dramatic John Williams music, <laughs> and then start 2022 over. So. And we've already got an exciting year planned for next year. So stay tuned for that. Um, we will be doing our annual best list. We're not doing worse this year because in the spirit of positivity, we just want to talk about what we enjoyed from this year. Uh, it's our best and also honorable mentions. And then, yeah, after that, we'll start fr- start anew. Yes. New, new year, new us, <laughs> new movies. <laughs> a refresh. Yes, and also the beginning of award season because Golden Globes will be here before we know it. So, uh, Academy Awards nominations will be out in February. The actual award show will be it's back to being in late March again. So that's awesome. I think it's March twenty third. I think I looked it up. But to right around there. By that time, maybe I will have watched some more of these movies. (laughs) You and everybody else. (laughs) Yeah. I I was thinking, like, maybe I can try to watch these movies for Golden Globes. I'm like, "Eh, it's okay to try for the Oscars. Yeah. It's all right. Yeah. Yeah. I'll let let Jeff stress about that instead. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Uh, I'll push for March. (laughs) Yep. It's like, I don't make resolutions. I just. Go ahead and start with the anxiety of award season <laughs> and just yeah. check that and one I've, out. Check that one. Right. I've had my experience at the Bell Court, so sure. maybe there'll be some times where I can go. It's just it's, yes. they got some odd times. But they I'd do. Like to go back to they watch. Do. Yeah, I'd like to go back though. Yep. Cool, man. All right, everybody. Well, we hope everybody had a good Christmas. We hope everyone has a safe and fun New Year's. Mm-hmm. Um. You know, if you're going to go out and celebrate, get you an Uber. Don't do anything foolish. Or be a passenger and get you a designated driver. Be safe in every be way you can. in every which way you can, every day in life. <laughs> um, and we will talk to you all next year. What? I had to be that dad. You know that. I had to be that dad. <laughs> Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed our show and have a moment, please rate and review. It helps us out a lot. Also, recommend us to someone that enjoys movies or also has kids. You can find us on Twitter at PA Movie Podcast and on Instagram at Parental underscore advisory underscore movie underscore pod. Be sure to join our Facebook group 
Parental Advisory Movie Podcast and join in on the fun.